Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. I'd like to take some time today to once again reflect upon the gospel we heard two days ago on Sunday, on the 11th Sunday of Ordinary Time. It came from the end of Matthew chapter 9 into chapter 10. Let's reflect upon God's word again. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, Cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, this Gospel reminds us first and foremost of our compassionate God who sees the people harassed and helpless. How many times in our life have we felt harassed and helpless? By ourselves? by outside or external factors, in family relationships, at work, at school, wherever we find ourselves. At times, I know I can identify with being harassed and helpless. And so Jesus looks with compassion upon us when we find ourselves in such situations. And while it may be easy for us to blame God, friends, for the problems in the world, It's very important to realize, is it God's fault, or is it the fact that the people that God is sending to fix these problems are not doing their job? Notice that as he calls the twelve apostles, he calls them into action. That's the name of today's podcast. You don't win a championship by just saying we're going to win. You've got to act on it. It begins a training camp, and even in the off-season— where athletes and coaches aren't just sitting around the pool with their feet up. They need to continue to work their bodies. Then there needs to be a training camp. Then exhibition games and many practices and games. Then you need to make the playoffs. Then in the playoffs, you got to work and dig even deeper. It's all about action. So why is it that many of us are not heeding God's call to action? We see problems to our left and right, but sometimes it's just easier not to get involved. 
And so I think the beauty of this passage is a reminder to us of, yes, a compassionate God, but a God who also pushes us into action. And so as I challenge the people of St. Joseph in my homily on Sunday, I challenge all of us listeners here on this podcast to say, what is the one thing that I'm working on right now for God? What have I done this last week for God? Going to church? Fantastic. But that's more for us than it is for God. He deserves our praise, yes, but we need to be fed by his word and his flesh and blood and holy communion. If we just continue to look after the people that have the same DNA or share the same last name as us, that's part of what it means to be part of the family of God and of our own domestic church, our own family. What about doing things for others? The apostles were not told to just look after themselves or sit at the foot of Jesus and listen to his teachings. Rather, they were called to action. And Jesus was very clear of what he wanted them to do. Same thing with us, friends. I visit senior homes and they talk about being lonely. Could each of us go and spend an hour a week, an hour a month with somebody who's in a senior home? who may or may not be visited by their own family members? Could we not volunteer our time and hear stories of them and walk with them, journey with them? What about a hospice or a hospital? To bring some hope to somebody who's suffering, facing cancer or a terminal illness, somebody who knows they're dying. We teach our high school students to get involved in community service hours, But are the parents who are asking the children to do community service hours doing service in the community themselves? When's the last time we volunteered at our local soup kitchen or perhaps donated old eyeglasses so that they can send to people who don't have eyeglasses? I know in my own parish we're collecting milk bags that are crocheted into mats for our brothers and sisters in third world countries could sponsor a child through Chalice, continue to give to our Development and Peace campaign, which helps people globally to make sure that their needs are being met. So both in our own backyard, friends, and globally, Jesus is calling us into action. What are we doing for Jesus? Am I willing to make sure that I do as Jesus is asking me This call to action was not reserved for just the 12 apostles, but for every single one of us. And friends, those of you who are already doing one thing, it's time to do a second thing. Whenever we feel comfortable and think we're doing enough, Jesus calls us and pushes us to do more. Not just give and do when I feel like it, but as a part of my actual weekly and monthly routine. If we want to lose weight, we have to go to the gym on a regular basis. If we want to be holy, then we need to work towards being holy by making holy choices and working to build the kingdom of God each day. So I challenge each of us, myself included, what's the one task? What's this call to action mean for me? What can I commit myself to doing? Friends, if you're unclear, I invite you to call your local parish 
And whether it's your parish priest or the pastoral team there, they will let you know of holes in ministry that need to be filled. I think it's so beautiful when I see families that volunteer as a family to do something together. We talk about family time. Parents, what a great example to show your children, especially at a young age, the importance of self-sacrifice and giving of your time to help others, not always just focusing on us. We have time to watch TV. We have time to be on social media. We have time to sleep and sleep too much. Let's make time for God, a God who has blessed us abundantly and is calling us into action so that we can walk with those who mourn. We can feed those who are hungry, not just with food, that need attention, that need a shoulder to cry on. That we help people get from paycheck to paycheck. The list goes on and on and on. The call to action is an important call, my friends. Let's heed the words of Jesus and challenge ourselves to go out and to build the kingdom today. I will be praying for you to open your heart. Please pray for me that I open my heart to this call of action and choose the one task that may be life-giving to me and to you as we recognize our responsibility to bring Christ to others. In doing so, just as the apostles were blessed, may we be blessed too. And so I encourage you, let's make this call to action our action plan. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you, and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via Budsprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks, and God bless.